Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus, and you might be excited to be in church. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to be in church? Yes, I am very, very excited that today I can be in church. Amen. Because our lives are going to be changed today. I remember last week our pastor was teaching us about the different kinds of people that we have to honor. Yeah. It was a very powerful message. And today, I can't wait for what is coming. I remember what she said she's going to teach us today. Hallelujah. Today she said she's going to teach us how, how to honor. Hallelujah. How, 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 how. How many of you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we can't wait because our pastor is in the house. Amen. I want you to give the Lord a shout. And let's welcome our pastor, E.S. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we're grateful to be here on a Sunday. Thank you for the past week. Thank you for all the good things that you have done to us and for us. As we come before your word, oh God, I pray that you will speak to us. I pray, Lord, that you will touch us in our inner man. May we never be the same after today. In Jesus' name, amen find your Bible before you sit down and if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible ask them how long shall we be talking how long how long how long shall we be talking how long find your Bible lift it up and let's make our confession I'm just watching those with Bibles take note of your friend who doesn't have a Bible maybe this Christmas you have to do something about it because lift it up let's make our confession this is my Bible I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I saw some three people sharing one Bible. But I've not seen, we have not seen, we have not seen. Take your seat. God, life is interesting. <laughs> You're welcome to the Word Encounter service. <laughs> and for those of you online, also just welcoming you. 
and say it's a blessing to be here together. Hallelujah. I should also welcome some of the refugees from the present service also. It's nice having you around. It's nice having you around. Amen and amen. Well, it's true. We are still learning about honor. But before I go there, let me say one or two things. Amen. The first thing that I want to say is that you, there are copies of the Flow Prayer Book available. Amen. I want to counsel you to get it. <laughs> do, you, do you understand when they say counsel? One of the helps that God gives in this life is somebody who will give you advice. Many of us, a lot of the calamities we suffer are because of advice we didn't take. Like maybe you are in school, they're advising you that you should be serious about a particular subject and you were not serious. And then because of that, you went to rewrite Wasi so you failed again as is usual when you take it outside of the normal system. And then a whole lot of issues. Uh, am I talking to somebody or... <laughs> Then you are very young, some guy is making eyes at you. They tell you that don't, don't, you don't take the advice. So when you don't take advice, it does a lot of things. Now, this book, I am advising you to take it for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is that if you look at the prayer topics, hello, the prayer topics prepare you for life. Uh -huh. Are you there? Most of us are carrying baggage, some of the baggage we don't even know. Hello? Recently, I was being told of somebody who had lost father two years ago. Then uncle took over looking after him. He lost the uncle this year. Then lost his mother this year. Then lost his auntie this year. Do I need to give you... I mean, can you not see that there's a problem? Something must be done. And probably should have been done even before. And it's because probably there's some baggage you don't know about. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Recently, I was remembering a, a, a sheep of mine, somebody who used to be in my church. She's grown up living somewhere now. She was 16. She had a child. Then she continued life in school. When her daughter reached 16, she, had a, she said she would kill the guy. I said, you cannot. But do you know? <laughs> you know something? After having the child, I mean, I, I was reminded because the girl is about to be married now. So after having the child, she picked up her life again. Went back to school. So I just began to think to myself, I won't be surprised if you go and check. Her mother had her at 16. Grandmother had her at 16. So you need to see that it's a chain of something. So if you don't want it to catch you, you got you to gotta what? Break it somewhere, you see. Now this book deals with those kind of things a lot. These are the prayers that our father took us through during the COVID time. 2020, 20, 19, uh, what, 19, <laughs> 2020 <laughs> and 2021. And if you remember, there was a lot of dealing with things like that. But if you also remember, you were not coming online to do the prayer. Oh, oh please, 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 please. Please, this one, please, this one. Let us, look, tell, never, let us just be, tell the truth. Look, you do one, then you sleep for the next two. No, is it true or it's not true? Just be honest. Some of them cry, you woke up all the time, but you also slept in the middle of the time. <laughs> you know, so some of the topics, you never really got the opportunity to pray them through. So when I saw the book, I thought to myself, goodness, salvation has come. I don't know if you get me. Because now the topics are here with the scriptures. 
and the points that were raised and the points that were praised, you know. And I think that is, yeah, you, you, I, I, I mean, just what? Just get it. That's all. Just what? Get it. So after service, just get it. Some of you who are on your way home, buy a copy for your father, especially if you're in a home where they do um, daily devotion. And if not, buying it may make the daily devotions happen. Amen. Because tell your neighbor, we live in a certain environment. You have to understand your environment. Hey, you are there. Good. So immediately after service, uh, which of my books people are here? Dennis, do you know? I need some, some of my volunteers. Where are you? Okay, Carter and others. I need powerful. I'm not going to do it now. At the end of the service, I don't even know why it's been put here. Because I think a table is better out there. You just go and get your copy. Carry it with you if you are going home. Those of us who are here too, we are going to enjoy ours. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Me, I've already started using mine. I have it. I bought it when it was being launched. You see that I'm underlining some of the prayers. I prayed them. So you'll be there. If my life is working and yours isn't, don't blame me. Uh-huh. Some of the family demons, they have already considered defeat. Uh-huh. They have already decided that, look, uh, let's go. Can you ask your neighbor, do you know that you have some family demons? Do you know? <laughs> You see, when I'm asking, I say, ask your neighbor, you are sitting there like a ton of bricks. You don't even understand the question. I just said, the demons, they are fully at work. The same one that made your father have you and not look at you, you don't know he's waiting for you. Hmm. Oh, it's true. Anytime you are looking at something that doesn't make sense, know that a demon is at work. Do you understand? Hey, you are very quiet, though. A pastor friend of mine told me many years ago, he said, in my family, all my uncles by the age of 40, they are divorced. He said, wait, well, wait. He said, first, they have the marriage all right, but in the marriage, the woman is the one looking after the family. By age 40, they are without anything. They are divorced, and they are just there. When he said it, I asked him, which uncles? He said, oh, this one, this one. I said, brother, it's a family something. Let's pray. He did what most of you are doing this morning, laughing. He just laughed. Oh, yeah, we'll pray about it. He didn't pray. Currently, he's almost 50. His wife was the breadwinner. He is penniless. He is divorced. All the characters, all what? Oh, the country. Oh, is there. It was a line. He had seen it, but he did nothing. Hey. <laughs> oh, me, I'm a Christian. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll take my, my, my message to non-Christians. Oh, Jimmy, hey. <laughs> the Lord has let you see it to do something about it. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so he lets you see it, not to just feel bigger than others and say that, oh, it's automatic. When I realized I was having sons, I said, Chai, the men on my side, they drink, the men on their father's side, same thing. I didn't even wait for them to be chewing. I started to lay hands. Every demon of <laughs> I won't wait. I won't even wait for you to be a, a 10-year-old and say, let me drink the under of my uncle's son. I said, no, 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 no. I, said, I can see the stream. Hey. hey, are you there? When your 85-year-old uncle is still having babies, you should know. 
and your 75 year old uncle is doing the same and your 72 year old father is doing the same are you better you got better see that hey i said wait this thing this thing i am direct in line not for a blessing but for the thing to catch me <laughs> ah. oh you can't see it the verses are here and me, I can, I can look for it in the Bible. Bible that you can't even carry to church. You look for it when? You look for it when? Bible that you don't read once a week. And when we come there, you, somebody, you found your Bible this morning under your bed where you threw it last. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe that it's, it's a really, it's a blessing. Hallelujah. And I also want to say that there's a, there is a very short service on Sunday mornings. The Flow Church service. Charlie, especially 10 o'clock people. 7 o'clock it starts. Just put it on. Just put it on. Because that one too, the messages are very different. Yeah. Because of my traveling life, many times on Sunday we are coming back. We just arrived this morning. And so as we are coming, we have our church service in the car. It's not a joke. Today's message was so sweet. Yeah. Today's message, he said, drop it, leave it, leave it. The thing that you have gone to, do you understand? The hurt, the mistake, the pain, the thing that you've carried with you all this time, drop it, drop it, leave it, move on. Then he started with the scriptures. Come on. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Somebody, the boy broke your heart six years ago. You are still holding the matter. And he was preaching. It was Bible, Psalm 103. Hey. And we're taking Psalm 103 in the King James. In, uh, please, TLB is what? TLB, what version is that? Oh, is it the Living Bible? So we read it in King James, Living Bible, uh, what? Um, NASB. Um, oh, and what? Amplified. Oh. So blessed, so blessed. I don't know why I'm sharing this morning, but maybe somebody has to drop something, drop it, drop it. It was, and, it, and then he, it was the scripture, Paul's scripture, when he says that forgetting those things that lie behind, I press. Yeah. He says some things, listen, gather yourself. Drop the thing. Gather yourself and press ahead. Oh, come on. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Hey, are you in the church? Don't worry, it's not my preaching yet. It's not my preaching. I'm just trying to, to whet your appetite for something. You see. But let's see that scripture, Philippians 3.13. Please, if you're in a hurry, you can go now. Philippians 3. No, please, we said living Bible. I don't know if it's, I don't have it, but if you have it. <laughs> do we have it in the list? We don't have the living Bible. Oh, it's a pity. Are you sure? Yeah. Does anyone have the Living Bible on there? You have it. Can someone pass Rev. One the microphone, please? Tell me, but today is a different church service. It's a different church service. Yeah, different church service. Yes. <laughs> have you got it? Three thirteen, Philippians three thirteen. You can leave the King James there just for those who... Oh, do you have it there? Living Bible. 
Ah, so I'm not living Bible. Ah, you are now downloading it. Okay. It's working. How many of us enjoy church? I enjoy church too. Beautiful. It's not there. Okay. Hey. Mercy. Still, uh, yes. Okay. Ephesians. No, Philippians, Philippians 3, chapter 3, verse 13. Yeah. Philippians 3.13. <laughs> All right. Let's go first to the King James so that people recognize the scripture. Okay, let me read the King James. Let me read it in case. Philippians 3.13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. You know the scripture. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. It goes on to say what? I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. All right. So let's read this other translation of it. That's why the translations are there. The English is a little more modern. No, dear brothers, I am still not all I should be, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Next verse, please. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God is calling us up to heaven because of what Christ Jesus did for us. Take us back to verse 13 and just take note of this part. Forgetting the past. Amen. I don't know who it is today, but somebody, you need to forget the past. Forget the past. Amen? There are people in this world, you are 40 years old, and you are crying, and you say, what your father did or didn't did when you were 13. It's time to forget. Nobody is saying it was right. No one is saying that it's easy. You see, but it says, forget the past. Now, first he says, I am bringing all my energies to bear. So sometimes you have to concentrate. Leave it. Concentrate. Hey. Some of you business people, you are not doing well because you don't concentrate. You don't concentrate. You are jumping here, jumping here, jumping here, jumping here, jumping here, jumping here. Amen. So he says, forget it. He said, bring all your energies to bear on one thing. Wow. The scripture is nice. So, mm forgetting the past. Some of you too, you did very well in the past, but now you are holding on to that past. I used to know the scriptures, but what about now? I used to learn the scriptures, what about now? I used to be a good Christian, what about now? And looking forward to what lies ahead. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We are looking forward to what lies behind, ahead. And those of us in the Word Encounter service, we know that every year we'll finish, we'll have a semester, this and that, they will go. We are forgotten what lies behind. We are looking forward October, November, December. They will come and meet us here. But we, we are pressing, looking forward, pressing ahead, bringing all our energies to bear on what lies ahead of us in the next three months. And those of you in the present service, it's up to you what you plan to do. But <laughs> yeah. Don't mind. Don't mind some people. 
Eh, some people who normally are in church at 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30. The, today we saw them coming at 11.30. No money. <laughs> Led by the lady reverend. Pastor <laughs> hey. Dennis, do you know that those of us who came from Accra, we reached here before some people. Those of us who came from Accra. Eh. Well, please, let me preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, so that's the first. Please, don't let me do all this talking. Oh, the book is there. When I come and I do a check, I know when we launched it, you said you wouldn't buy. Okay, it wasn't that. It finished immediately. Yeah, it finished immediately. Right now, the price is also not bad at all. And I'm the only one with the supply. So if you like, don't buy it. Oh, yeah, because of you. I printed it in China, and it came all the... Yeah, I just brought it. Yeah. Because I know the kind of church members I have. Hey, mercy. Send a mercy. So if I printed it, it has come all the way. It has come and it's here. You don't buy. God will ask you one day. Oh, it's true. When you start crying about something, you say, that, ah. But it was in the thing for you to open and pray about. You know, because when you open it, you are not going to pray every prayer. You're going to be led sometimes that this is the topic I'm praying for. And then as you pray, you'll be clearing up a lot of things. I hope you understand what I'm saying. And remember that even the battles you have fought and won, we have an enemy who doesn't give up. He returns. As many of you who have been on pornography, you understand what I'm saying. You know that you were free. But suddenly one day the thing returns and you wonder that, ah, I, 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 I thought... I want you to understand that you are free. You were free and you are free. But your enemy returns. And when he returns, you must be in place. Hey, put your neighbor, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, we are pressing forward. We are bringing all our energies to bear and we are pressing forward. Ah, we are pressing forward. Hallelujah. And some of you who have made mistakes, you keep on going back to the mistake. Ah, Ask your neighbor, how long are you going to cry? And ask the neighbor on the other side, would tears no exercise? And as you have your tears not finished, uh-uh. how much uh, will you cry? Eh, some of you will put a bucket down, will collect the tears, uh, bucket, no, then we'll change the bucket. Still, uh, you are crying on this one matter. Today, 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 I'm speaking to you and I'm telling you, bring all your energies to bear on what? Forget it, forget it. That mistake is past. Forget it and look ahead. And let's look at what lies ahead for us. Hallelujah. I know that there are some plenty good things ahead. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes, there's some good things ahead. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, I'm going to be talking to you just for a short time about how to honor. How to honor. I'm going to center on one of them, but let me first, I don't know if I brought this, you know, I've been sharing it in the different services. I'm not sure if I gave you the different types. So let's quickly go through it, that you can honor somebody by thinking properly about the person. Did I treat that one here? Okay. It's presence who is saying yes, those of us in word encounter. So you think properly about the person. Your scripture is Mark chapter 6, where the people did not think properly about Jesus. It really cost them. Jesus was preaching in Mark chapter 6. Initially, they were very impressed at the preaching. And they were like, oh, wow, what good preaching is this? And then somebody started, ah, isn't this the carpenter? Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary. It's like, is this not my neighbor? 
Is this not my classmate? All of a sudden, they began to see him in another light. And the result of it, take us to verse 5. You know. Verse 5. And he could there do no mighty work. When you see somebody you need to honor, you see him in the wrong way. You are the one who loses. I know that I keep on saying this every week because I know that there are people who say that me, there's only Jesus. Oh, it's only Jesus. Then you know more than God. Because it is God who ordained it that He put people there and He asked us to honor. Let's start at our key verse, Romans 13, verse 7, which we have been reading every Sunday. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due. So those of you who have been running away with your tax, I beg you, go and pay it. Custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Amen. Honor to whom honor. You know, and I remember when we started this series, I began to talk about some of those you need to honor. But there are people who you need to honor. Amen. I know you are quiet. It doesn't matter. No problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, so there are some people that you need to honor. When you do not honor them, you are the loser. Hallelujah. You are the loser. I remember when I started, I said, we honor God. We honor Jesus the Son. We honor the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is moving and you are walking around talking, you are dishonoring the Holy Spirit. And usually in such environments, he will just lift. He'll just leave and then that's it. You are stranded. So, bet me, I here there yet. And normally he has come with a solution to your problem. And I noticed that the people with the largest problems are usually the least spiritual. They will not even know that the Holy Ghost was moving. You who needs it, you know. Are you there? Yeah. When, when, when God is on your topic, that's when your lack of concentration will come. That's when your talking will come. So take it as a, you know, something to take note of. You who's in the church, every time you are listening, you are listening, you have a certain problem. The day your solution is coming, that's the day that you'll be sleeping. You don't normally doze. You don't normally sleep. But the day that today is like your release day, you know, that's the day that, ah, Charlie, some sleep that you don't even know where it came from. So when you see that, decide, no, I'm going to stand at the back. I cannot. You realize that, no, that means something that's for me. It's what is coming. And somebody's working. You know, like, ah, enemy, dear, you need to understand your enemy. Hallelujah. Now, so you think properly. And I'm saying that with Jesus, they were not thinking properly about him. And because of that, nothing much was done there. They didn't enjoy the miracles others enjoyed. Another way to honor a person is to acknowledge him. I'm sure you see this happen often. You are at a function. They'll say, let us uh, acknowledge or let us lose the presence of so-so-and-so. It's, it's just a way of honoring them. And when somebody who should be honored is not honored, it's very some way. I remember many years ago, I was invited to the youth meeting of a certain church, and I went. I didn't know at the time that the church was on the, on the border of a breakup. I didn't know that. So when I went to the church, and I think in the middle of my preaching, the senior pastor of the church walked in. I didn't know him personally, but when he, I knew him from afar, you know. And then I was very surprised. No, at that time, I'd finished preaching. I was surprised that, no, nothing was said. There was nothing like, oh, let's welcome our senior pastor, let's, you know. And I remember it struck me as so odd. I came home, I was telling my husband that, oh, while we were in the program, the senior pastor came, but there was no acknowledgement of his presence. Within three, four weeks of that thing, the church split, you know. So it's a sign of something when somebody who should be acknowledged is not acknowledged. Are you there? And all of us in our lives, we have people who we must acknowledge. Amen? When you are getting ready to marry, 
there are some, it's not everybody that you should send your uh, flyer uh, invitation. Yeah. <laughs> some people, you know that your aunt is 85 and she won't come because she can't. But you take the invitation to her. It's just an honor. She used to be somebody in your life. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's just a way of acknowledging the person that this auntie, that, yeah, today she's feeble, mom, but she, she's a major person in the family. Amen. Amen. Some of you, when you finish with a person, you just go. When I see it, I just smile. You'll be back. Hmm. And that's why I often say that when you are leaving a place, even when you are angry, close the door softly. If you bang it, you have to go back. It's very difficult. You have not minded the person these 10 years. And now suddenly the, one is the, the person is the one with the signature that will change something for you. Now how to go back? I see it all the time. Hey, mercy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Some of you, when you are even talking about the things that have blessed you, you will never remember God. You will never remember that Bishop Doug put a church here. And because of that, your madness has been curtailed. Or oh, you don't know that all of us, we have some madness. I ask you, but you, you, you have yours. You, you. <coughs> Do you recognize your madness when it comes? Hey, the church is very quiet. Oh. You should recognize that some of you, the way that you are, if you didn't have a church by now. Ah, but it's true. Even with a church cramp, or with a church cramp, or just a... Some of you without a church, by this time you would have been dabbling, dabbling in the occult. Even now you're on the borderline all the time. Hey. So acknowledge it, acknowledge it. But for this church, I would have been something else. Acknowledge it. Hey. You honor someone by adapting to him. And the scripture there was when Joseph was brought out of the prison. He was supposed to go and see Pharaoh. He stopped for a moment, he shaved, he changed in his, his apparel so that he appeared in a certain respectable fashion. He didn't just go like that. Amen? And that is one of the reasons why when we are coming to church, it's true that we have some favorite slippers in the house, uh, you know, we have some shoe be that it has weird, and then we have some dress be that there is your, is your favorite, but you see that we don't bring it to church. Uh-huh. It's not that we don't want to be comfortable. It's just we are honoring the fact that as we come, we're coming to the presence of God and we must honor him by just appearing, adapting ourselves to him. Because when you look in the New Testament, Old Testament, you see that he was very, 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 very careful about how those who were appearing before him, how they should dress. He was very careful, you know, very, very explicit. They should wear this, they should wear this, they should wear this, they should, they should have the priesthood anointed, they should do this, they should do that. Can't just appear. And when you are even coming, bring your cow. If you don't have a cow, bring a sheep. If you don't have a sheep, bring a goat. If you don't have a, a goat, bring a dove. I mean, don't come empty-handed. When Jesus came, the grace of God released us from the law, but you, you, it's, still, it's still the Bible, and you know what he likes. And that is why when you are coming, you find your offering and you bring it. That I've come to the presence of God. Let me put my offering in. And this is what unbelievers are attacking. And Christians who think like unbelievers, they should be ashamed to call themselves Christians because they don't know that it's in honor of God. Ah, are you there? Yeah. It's in honor of God. I'm going to give you a scripture right now. Proverbs 3. 
Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance. What's your substance? It's what you have. Honor the Lord with thy substance. That's why some Orthodox churches even have a harvest. The idea is that, oh, the farming communities around you have a harvest. And they have brought some to the Lord. It's like, this has been my produce this year, and I've brought something. Okay, you are not farming, but you are working. You are a student. You are receiving uh, what, an allowance. So you come with your substance. And that's what we do as we give offerings. And then it also says, and with the first fruits of thine increase, which is your tithe. It is there. He says, honor him with it. Honor him. So when some uncircumcised Philistine is making a lot of arguments, I don't think you should even think about it. What is the ability of the person to change your life? Yeah, zero. Meanwhile, God is the one who changes your life. And let me just inform you that if you don't pay tight, don't waste our time asking you to pray, to pray about your financial things. Just don't waste our time. Just don't waste our time at all. At all. In fact, there was a time in my life, if you're a non-tithe payer and I'm laying hands, I will not mind you. No, no, your tithe does not come to my pocket at all. It was just simple. I was working under a certain conviction. He says that it's a curse not to do it. I'm like, hey, when your curse is landing, hey, Biana, my hand is on your head. There's some way it will catch me. <laughs> you have decided that you want to live under a curse. It's your problem. I, I, I mean, over here, we'll preach the word of God and leave you to do what you want to do. But if you are doing what you want to do, allow us also to do what we want to do. You have decided that I'm going to walk in a way that there's a curse. It's scripture. So you can be sure that it's about to land. Hey, then me have come. Why should I pray for somebody that God has cursed? I want you to explain it to me. You see, because some of you, when I say things like this, you are offended. I don't know why you are offended. I don't know why. I don't understand it. It's your choice. You say you won't tithe. Oh, no problem. Don't tithe. But I also will not pray. Hey, hey. Even your husband, have you forgotten? Your father is annoyed with your brother. You are now going to sit with that brother. Hey, the anger that was meant for him, some will fall on you. Hey. But today I want to just focus on one, and I'm going to go through it pretty fast. You honor with your substance. How to honor with your substance. Hmm. Honor with your substance. Psalm 50, verse 10 to 12. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. The first way of honoring is to honor by presenting something that the person does not need and cannot use. What are we going to give God that he can use? Hello? Uh -huh. But you do it for the sake of just honor. Yeah. You know that as you have brought your offering, God is not going to come down and use it to buy pork to roast. You know, you know. But he just said, honor me this way and we do it. Amen? Amen? There's a story that Bishop tells in this um, book that I'm going to read for you. One day a man called me and gave me two new cars. He said, I have watched your ministry from afar, and I feel I should encourage you and honor you. I know that you will not drive these cars, but I'm giving them anyway to honor you. He was right. I could not drive those cars because I already had a car that I was using, but I had people that needed them, and I immediately passed on the cars to them. What a blessing 
for them who received, who sowed those seeds. Are you seeing it? It was not a seed given to meet my need. It was a seed to honor. So the person, even as he brought it, he knew that, oh, I mean, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to use it. Amen? But I brought it just to honor. So that's one way to honor. Are you ready for the second one? Number two, honor with your substance by presenting something physical, substantial, and usable. Honor with your substance by presenting something physical, substantial, and usable. It's also a way to honor. It's also a way to honor. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. Okay, I'm reading it from here. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? This is the Lord speaking through a prophet. And he says, and if I be a master, where is my fear, saith the Lord of hosts unto you? O priest that despise my name. And you say, wherein have you despised my name? You offer polluted bread upon my altar, and you say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that you say the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? If you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto your governor. Will he be pleased with you or accept your person? Say the Lord of hosts. Now the Lord is saying that you have brought something that is foul. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Are you there? Give it to your governor. Give it to your MCE. Give it to your DCE. Give it to your MP and see whether he'll be happy with you. You see? Because there's a way that... <laughs> <laughs> when you bring the gift, it must be usable. You are taking a gift to the regional minister. Then you look for your sheep that has got one blind eye and one broken leg. And you take it. You are saying, yay, but you don't mind looking inside your purse. And then the dirtiest city that you have, you bring it. I, I wish the treasurer the treasure should tell you their story. Many times they have to wear a mask to be able to count your money. Because as you are coming, you have looked for the filthiest one, the one you don't need. You have brought it to God. Hey. Hmm. Yeah, what? The one the maid didn't take. Even the maid has refused that city, but you have brought it to God. Do you think about what you are bringing when you are bringing it? Hey. Asemaba, with your hair. Yeah. Then you are, you, as you have come, you are saying, Oh God, do something new in my life. Something new. In my... Meanwhile, the offering you have put inside, he's asking you that this thing that you have brought, will you give it to even a random passing beggar on the road? I can't, will you give it to him? But you have brought it to me. And there are some of you who can give a better offering, but you have brought, you count four cities. One, two, three, four at the end of the month. Four cities, that's... <laughs> Me, dear, I'm only going to do first offering. First offering. That's what second offering I won't do. Or I'm only going to do second offering. Then you drink one, two, three, four, six. Out of all your salary, God is worth one, two, three, four. Then you put it there. Then you bring it. Listen, you are not fooling me. I don't know what you earn. I don't even see your offering. But he, the one who sees, he has seen the contemptible offering that you have brought in. Meanwhile, even when you are bringing me something, you try to, you know, let it be a little, if you say, yeah, a little kamakakrabisa. If it's a ten cities, cry, it's a ten cities. But God, hey, uh, do you believe in God? I wonder. Because if you really believe, I'm not sure you give offense like that. 
from today, take your time. Tell your neighbor, take your time. Take your time. Yeah, prepare your offerings. Prepare them. Prepare it. That is an honorable offering. Hey, in scripture we are reading, oh, was God going to come back down and chew the lamb? No. But he complained that what you have brought, you will not give it to just even a human being, then him. Hey. Are you there? Mm. Number three, are you learning to honor? Yeah, you are very quiet. Oh. <laughs> honor with substance by following what was done for Mordecai. It's a long story. Should I read the story? Anyway, you didn't have your quiet time, so I'm going to read it. Esther chapter 6, from verse 1 to 10. On that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahazaros. So in other words, Mordecai had reported them. They had been talking. They are going to kill the king tonight. And Mordecai had reported them. And the king said, what honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? And the king's servants that ministered to him said nothing was done for him. The king said, who is in the court? Like, who is there? Who is there? Now Haman was come into the outward court of the king's house to speak to the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's servant said to him, oh, Haman is standing in the court. And the king said, let him come in. So Haman came in. And the king said unto him, what shall be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to honor more than myself? <laughs> So this honor there is mine, but they said, Haman answered the king, for the man who the king delighted to honor, let the royal apparel be brought, which the king used to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head, and let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with all whom the king delighted to honor and bring him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaim before him, thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighted to honor. Then the king said to Haman, make haste, take the apparel and the horse, as you have said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate. <laughs> Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. You know. <laughs> Are you there? So here was the king. He wanted to honor the man, and Haman thought it was him. So he said the thing. They said exactly what they said. Go and put it on the guy. Give him some royal apparel. So sometimes things are given to you, it's to honor you. A gift is given to you. Hallelujah. Amen. They said royal clothing. Hey, wow. Are you there? A special host. <laughs> A special host. A crown. Amen. And there are some gentlemen when they want to honor their wife. That's true. Yeah, something special is done. Hey, hey. Are you there? A certain wife. A certain wife. One day, a husband asked, they said, he said he wanted to give her a gift. A gift. He was a very wealthy man. What does she want? The woman says that. She wanted a new car. But she wanted a car that no one had driven. That's what she wanted. Do you understand? A car that no man had driven. 
And the man wanted to honor his wife. So, because normally when the cars arrive, they are driven. So at least even if the car reaches you, it will have some 100 kilometers or 200 kilometers on it. No, no, that guy. Said Charlie, when they bring him, he brought uh, what do you call it, these trucks that carry the cars. They carry the car to his gate. And then it was delivered. It's an honor. It's an honor. I'm sure when he's... <laughs> it's an honor. Just because she had said that's something that she wants. Hey. Hey. Amen. The church is nicely quiet. Hey. Let's continue. Number four. Honor with, some, with substance by doing something expensive for the person you want to honor. You see, all these things are in the Bible. Oh. Let's look at Mark chapter 14, verse 3, and 3 to 5. Mark 14, 3 to 5. And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves. You see, when you give somebody who always complain, and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for, three, <laughs> for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. But you know, Jesus spoke up. Yeah, he spoke for them. I said, this woman should always be remembered. These complainers, we don't know what else happened to them. But the woman, it is spoken about. She had brought something. It cost her. It really cost her. Amen? And she came and she gave it. She broke it and she gave it to him. As if she knew that if she had just put it in the treasury box, they would have gone to sell it. <laughs> so she broke it. She brought it, broke it over him. Are you in the church? Yeah. And so it was an expensive gift. And sometimes you do that. You actually take your time and prepare. And you do something costly, something expensive for the people. Many of us are waiting for people we love to die. When the person has died, you are now going to buy fresh flowers. Yeah. You are now going to buy fresh flowers. are very, very expensive. Yeah. Now you are now the person cannot see. You are now going to paint the house. Why not paint it while they are alive? Why not buy a new mattress while they are alive? The church is very quiet. Oh. One day when I have the courage, I shall preach the honor of the dead. Yeah, honor the person when they are alive. Your father, maybe as he's sitting there, he's wishing somebody would paint his house. You are waiting for him to die first. But when they are alive, you say that is too expensive. I'll never forget a friend of mine. His father was in the hospital. He and his brother, they had used all the money they had. And they said, oh, some procedure, something, something. They needed some more money. They didn't have money. And so they sent a message home to the father's brothers. That's Charlie, please. Our father... He needs this. The people said they don't have. They don't have. Because they didn't have, within 24 hours, their father passed away. And the guy said to me, he said he was still in the hospital. You know when the person dies, you have a lot of papers to run after. He was still trying to wind up things. When two people came from the village, they have arrived. He said when he looked at them, he asked God for grace because it was an insult. As the two of you came from where they came from, that transport money that you brought, it was enough to have sorted what they needed. You have waited for the man to die. And as he has died, his body is not even in the fridge cry. You have managed to arrive. Hmm. Don't wait for the person to die. Hey, the church is quiet again. Hey. 
Amen? Do it when? Now. Some of you have never told your mother, thank you. Thank you. Never said it. Never said your father. You have only insults for your father, what he hasn't done. What he hasn't done. That's what you are coming to talk about. What he hasn't done. What about the things he did? Even your fine face, you got it from him. Someone yes, Or you don't know that it matters how you look. It matters very much. In Ghana, Ghana don't run for um for for what do you call it? Office if your face is not nice. No, 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 not Miss Like you want to be president. Oh, yeah. You want to be MP? Please. <laughs> they don't believe me. Oh. They don't believe me. You, if you like, as you are going now, just be watching the billboards and see. Watch and see. So if nothing at all, no. at least the jeans. SRC president, where your face no fine. Oh, no, no, no. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, please, my time is going. Let me try and finish. The next one. Honor with substance by giving a good honorarium to the prophet who has blessed you. Your honorarium is evidence of your honor. Are you there? First Samuel chapter 9, verse 7 and 8. When they were looking, going, they were going to talk to Samuel. And Samuel said, Behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? Then, verse 8, And his servant answered and said, Behold, I have at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver, and that I will give to the man of God to tell us our way. Hallelujah. And that expense that you're making is just a sign of honor. Hallelujah. And I know that some of you, you've tried to honor those who are around amen who have who have been good to you and you've tried to do some honoring hallelujah wow are you in the church yeah and i want to end on this particular point because next week is our galatians 6 6 and (laughs) you see the clapping is nice and the shouting is nice but we cannot package the shouting and put it to send it Amen? Uh-huh. And that's why I'm asking you to bring an offering. This year, I've not even, even enveloped, I will not share. You yourself. Uh, after all, if you are going to give somebody a present, a president, a present, will you not buy the wrapper that you send it? Uh-huh. You don't know whether he wears blue shorts, so we cannot send him blue shorts. <laughs> so once a year, we just try to say thank you. Amen? We just try to say what? Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I, 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 I really, I feel it because I, I move around a lot. And when I move around, there are two things I see. At times, I see churches that doesn't, they don't have a father. And I see that some simple thing and the pastor is really struggling. Because there's nobody to say, do it like this, do it like that. When you come to a church that is working, so many things have gone into it. Yeah, that is why it's working. And that's why you can sit down peacefully, you know. And that's why you can enjoy a service. Because somebody has done something about it. Are you here? So that's one category that I see. I also see another category of people who consider our father their father. Most of them honor him more than we do. Far more. And I see them getting blessed far more than we are. 
but center leader, your number is 10. You probably haven't honored him at all. Hey, are you in the church? All of you with financial problems. Everybody, you have a financial issue. Check your honoring. Just check it. Is that the best you could do? Because there are many who give the Galatians 6 6. It's like, what did they say we should do? Uh-huh. So they just find some. Uh, and they say we should bring fresh one. Eh? Let me pass the bag some fresh. Uh-huh, 100. And then I put it. But you can do better. And this year, I'm planning, I'm asking you to stretch. I'm asking you to what? Stretch. stretch. Yeah. Most of the time, my pastors, I tell them, start from January. Start saving. Uh, so that, because we know, we do it every October. Every October, we do it. Yeah, but me, I don't need anybody to tell us that we should. You see, look at your mouth. From now to October, what have you done? Uh-huh. And if we had not put Galatians 6 6 there, you would not have done anything. Yeah. You would have taken it all and just left it and gone. Amen. Hey, am I might talk. You see, now that I've come to you, you see that you are very quiet. Oh. If I was talking somebody's matter, I said somebody has taken a, 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 a frog and you would have been shouting, hey, oh, hey, hey. Now that is your matter, look at you. Oh. Look at you. Next week, we are taking Galatians 6. Don't come and tell me that I'm bringing mine the following week, which is also another rebellion that some of you have. The week that we say we are doing, you can't just bring it that week. It's like, maybe I have to do something else. And but I have not been paid. I didn't ask you to do this salary. You have known it from today. How come it's now this salary you are coming to use? That's why you can only bring 100 CD, no money, 200 CDs. The church has become very quiet. So it's nice far from where I'm standing. <laughs> yeah. But it's because you don't understand the blessing. Every Sunday, if nothing at all, the blessings that come as we are watching, as we are taking our communion, they have been spoken over your stubborn head. It is the reason why you are here. Hey. Are you there? You see, let me just tell you something. Whether you give or you do, me, I'll do. Yes. And I can see the blessings in my life. Yeah. Yeah. A particular blessing that I gave, it just broke something in my financial life. Yeah. When I was doing it, it was, um, yeah. When I'm doing somebody, you should take your whole salary and just sew it. And just send you say that, oh. And say, oh, Matthew, he doesn't know me. He's not my friend. That's not the point. God does not know you. Then what are you doing here? God doesn't know you. Is it, is it the pastor that you are giving it to who will give it back to you? No. It's God. I want us to give an honorable offering. You yourself next week when you are coming with it. And some of you, hey, there's another group. That Sunday is a Sunday you can come to church. Mm-hmm. This year, if something meets you on the way, know that it's your fault. Yes. Ah, but it's true. You see, because we say that it is uh, Galatians 6, I won't come cry. It's not a problem. Oh. God has seen you. God has seen you cry. I will not... Tell your neighbor, this year, mommy will not struggle with you. I won't struggle. I will not struggle with you. I will not struggle at all. Yeah. I will not struggle with you at all. If you yourself cannot see the blessing, then you are bankrupt. Because many of us, this past year, we should have died. Oh, it's true. How many of you have gone to Accra and come this year? Let me see one. You have gone to Accra and come. Do you know that that's the most dangerous road in the world? That road. Ah, yo. When they are numbering the roads, you know, highways, this road is one of the worst. Yeah, of a certain 
when they say highways from connecting two cities. This is one of the worst. I'm just, when we were on our way to Accra, we were going somewhere. In a bend, in a bend, there's a car in my lane. <laughs> you, you wonder what demon is speaking to the person. This morning I was watching a certain car. I said, this man, why? Is there an agenda of death on him? I remember after he did his nonsense, then Pastor Day said, he looked through his back window, you know. He said, the guy is doing it again, oh. You've just had a, you know. Meanwhile, the road was not wild. You know, some days the road is very wild. Today, dear, the road wasn't wild at all. There wasn't any traffic. So if you would just wait small. Because we were going, oh, we were traveling at full traveling speed. And suddenly we saw a car crowding up. The guy was overtaken. Now he said, said, I was wrong. Okay, so we have given you way. Whatever was passing. It passed, no. We are now going up. Oh, you have come out again. Just said, death has, is waiting for you. It's calling you. Meanwhile, you, you have gone to I cry and come. Gone to I cry. Gone to I cry. Come, come, come. Come, come. You are still alive. You don't know that somebody's prayers are keeping you going. Hey. Are you in the church? Yeah. It's a prayer that's keeping you going. Wow. Some of you have not been well. As you are not well, the prayer that has gone on behind you, that's why you are here. Huh? If you know the mistake they were about to do. Mm. Mm. You have a relative who's died in the hospital before. Next week, a friend of mine, we're going to bury his sister. Mm. Over a similar mistake. I'm talking to someone this morning. But somebody's prayers, they've kept us. Goodness. They have kept us. They've kept us. They've kept us here. Led us to pray. We have been there out of the blue. Start to pray that armed robbers will not visit your house. Kumasi is a very dangerous city. It's a very dangerous, but we have been moving. Going, coming. Coming, going. Are you there? Hey, am I talking to human beings in the church? Yeah. A friend of mine, a pastor friend. He was telling me, his church member, pharmacist, he had gone to his shop. He was waiting to close. He had gone to sit in his car. And the staff were just closing up so they would go. No, here on motorbike has come. Guns. They entered, collected the money. This, that. They, had, they were going. So he was just sitting in the car. And then they turned and they saw him. Pick the thing. Three foot shots. Just like that. You, you have worked with more money than that. Gone. Am I talking to some people? I'm not talking to you. You've gone. You've come. You've gone. Hey. I thought you'd be clapping for the Lord at this time. What? Are you in the church? I'm just reminding you of the prayer cover that we have had every Sunday, even when you have not prayed. We have come, we have taken communion, then some wild prayer will be said. Hey, are you in the, t- in the, are you in the house? Yeah. And I want us, next week is our Galatians 6.6. 6. We're going to do our best. As for some of you students who didn't learn, who passed the exams. Hey. hey. One day I was there, I don't have forgotten which of this, the, the student pastors came. The pastor said, the people are not learning at all. Meanwhile, by the grace of God, we're passing. Please ask your neighbor, are you one of those who has finished school? Okay, you, you have finished school. Hey. Mm. 
I have people in the church, they deserve total marks of zero. It's very true. Eh? Yesterday I was laughing. They were posting on a certain page. Somebody, the number of times he slept when they were learning and doing things. They just brought it. <laughs> Posted a picture. Ndangwa. Since SHS. Hey, we have much to thank God for. Hallelujah. And we're going to do that. Amen. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? Are you prepared to do something? I believe we're going to do something. I want us to force and do it next week. And for those of you who need a payday to pass, we'll add one more week to it. But even that... Even that, yeah. I want you to stand to your feet at this time. And I want everyone to bow their head down. There are some of us, we've never honored the Lord Jesus with our lives. He has paid a serious payment for us. And that is how come we are here. That's how come you've not destroyed your life. I want you to honor the Lord by giving him your life. Hallelujah. You have walked around. You've said a lot of things. But today, you want to just give him your life. Something you've never done. Maybe you're in church every Sunday. But to say that giving your life to Christ, ah dear, you have not done it. And so today, as every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I want to invite you to give Jesus your life. Or maybe you have given your life to Christ before, but then you slid away, far away, far, far away. So right now, you're not really sure of your status. Honor him by just coming again. Just come. Let's pray again. Give him your life and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving your all for me. The only honor he's asking of you today is your life. And the rest of us, you want to just pray and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You honor God when you give him a bit of your time also to say, Lord, you are in my life. So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you want to give your life to Jesus. Let me just see your right hand in the air. We're going to pray together. I just want you to pray. And if your hand is up and I can't see you, just come to me. We're going to pray together. Just step out and come. out and come. Yeah, here, yeah, I, just, I just want to make it good. Lord Jesus, I'm not sure of my standing. I used to be serious, but I've fallen back. Come, let us just talk to him again. Just come. Your heart is beating as I'm speaking. Just come. You know that it's you. Let's make it good with him. Give him your we are grateful for the honor that you did to us by giving us Jesus. Thank you that he shed his blood for us. As we have given our lives to you, may we always honor you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you also for those you've brought our way, our pastors and our prophets who have spoken into our lives on a daily basis and have kept us. We are so grateful. 
We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.